Simple Life Together, Episode 38. Preparation Meets Opportunity and Making Food Simple. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. What are you laughing about? It's just been one of those days. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the last episode of the show, I talked about procrastination and shared some tips to help you get through it. And Dan talked about doing a personal review and the top five things he'll be working on improving. On today's show, Dan is going to talk about preparing for the best times in your life. And I'm going to talk about my relationship with food and how I try to make it simple. But... First, we'd like to share a couple of updates and some feedback. And a disclaimer first, we both have the crud. So yeah. uh, it's just one of, those, one of those weeks. And then today started out with... Are you going to tell a story? Vanessa was taking uh, <laughs> Sunshine to school. You, go, you tell it. Well, yeah, I walk out of the house. I'm getting ready to take uh, Sunshine to school. And I hear a bunch of rustling in the front yard. And then I see these birds kind of dropping from the tree. And I thought, oh, they're just getting together. It's like a family reunion of morning doves. And then I see some more rustling, and then there's this cat hanging oh, wait, from yeah, a... Because li- morning doves always have family reunions. <laughs> yeah, family right? time, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, then there's this cat, literally, ugly, what's, what do we call it? Ugly gray cat is hanging from one of the limbs, and I right. see that it's trying to get to these baby birds. Well, the baby birds have dropped out, and they're a little bit bigger, but they're not quite ready to fly, and so I'm going... Oh boy, what do I do? What do I do? I guess. So, what's Ugly Gray Cat doing? Well, he's hanging there, but he's trying to he's trying to hunt for these little birds. Yeah, but he's hanging there, so I kind of hiss at him and so ugly- make him come down, and then I run in. I'm like, Dad, I need your help. Okay, Ugly Gray Cat is for <laughs> folks who listen to the show. It's not ODC Outdoor Cat. No, no, no. That's no. a nice cat. Yeah, it's a nice cat. Oh, um, ugly Gray Cat is like I, I I have a feeling that it's like Genghis Khan reincarnated <laughs> as a cat. It's got this like this face that you know it's scary it's just ugly great cat yeah he's yeah. not feral but he looks it you know it's like, ooh. but yeah. anywho's and here i am I'm like i just couldn't leave but i had to get sunshine to school so i called yeah. dan i was like Please. she come no way you know you, you come running into the house <laughs> right uh-huh and what did you say well you told me the story right yeah, yeah i was like uh there's birds come in you just gotta see this and i'm like i mean seriously i couldn't even hide my <laughs> <laughs> I rolled my eyes and I said, and then she she already called my ex wife down the street, yeah, to help. <laughs> and I'm thinking, all right, so we got this. We got two little birdies, yeah, right, f- floundering around in the grass, right, <laughs> go freaking out. And then we have the mama the bird. mom bird swooping, swooping down, yeah. Yep. And then you got ugly gray cat. It's like. I'm totally on the prowl. He's waiting. He's waiting for one of and us then to move. You're in there, and then my and then my ex is there, and I'm thinking, <laughs> there's no way that this is not going to become my crisis and probably my fault. Right? <laughs> and I have to deal with this, you know. So I mean, this was just this was just before we started recording. You and know, it was so funny because Dan is not a big fan of birds. He's just yeah, I'm not a bird, you know. Fan. But yeah, I'll bird watch. I like to watch them and, and check them out in the backyard or whatever. He's just not a fan, and so for him to stand guard while well, we got this makeshift. Well, actually, it was a planter that has kind of like this funky moss-looking lining. It looks just like a nest, a big nest, and it was brilliant. So we hung that in the tree, and, and yeah. we ended up saving these two birds. You saved so. a couple of lives today. But, of yeah. course, Dan, you he instantly had to say, you know, this is a perfect Facebook post. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and on the commentary, yeah. it was so funny because in the feed, one of his friends, one of your friends yeah. was like, that's like the perfect, it sounds like 
It sounds like a verse to a new country song or something no like kidding. that. It sounds no like a kidding. perfect verse to a country song. Yeah. I was dying. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's a first. We haven't like just totally shared a story like that that uh, just happened. Um, anyway. The, the other thing I wanted to share is on the last probably 10 episodes, I've been talking about the Google Drive slash Google Docs tutorial. Well, those are all free now. Well, it's just the one. It's free. <laughs> it's free now. But so I went into PayPal and I refunded everybody who paid for that. And I've gotten some feedback on that already saying, why'd you refund my money? I loved it. But you know what? I refunded all the money. There's still five people I got a refund, but it's outside of the PayPal window for doing refunds. So I'm going to have to work on that. But, uh, you know, I just want to, I want to put out good content that's helpful and I don't want to, I, I just don't want that to be like a business model. I want to be able to help. And, and if, People like it. That's great. I put a little buy us a cup of coffee button on there instead. So, right. but I don't want to be listing it as a product. So it's out there. It's yours. Go for it. That's really nice of you. You don't have to sign up. Nothing. It's just right there on the page you, um, for free. And I did the same thing with the website guide. Yeah. That side gig website guide that I've been talking about. If you're trying to, if you've never worked That's with like 30 websites. plus pages of great, great yeah, step-by-step. It's, it's basically my notes on, on when I set up my first few websites. So, and some more search engine optimization stuff, a lot of little stuff, but it's there. It's free. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to submit your email, nothing. It's there. And, um, you know, feel free to use it. That's really cool. So it was the comment you said the people, the feedback you've gotten already are like at the end of my little PayPal comment, I said, Hey, thanks for buying it, but I'm refunding your money. I just want, you know, want you to have it for free. Thanks again. You rock. And some, you know, somebody replied, no, you rock. And then, and then I just got another one as we're talking here. Who's somebody who said, Hey, thanks so much. You didn't have to do that. I'd gladly, you know, it was worth every penny. I'd gladly pay for it again. No, that's cool. I'm good. And, uh, I just want it to be out there. And so now what I want to do is like, I've done shows on the, um, Ever know? The, the browser, oh, yeah, the yeah, browser yeah. extensions, extensions and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could easily do a little screen capture of that that's five or ten minutes long and, and then just post it in a blog post so people can use it right away. Right. And, but if people are paying for it, I want to, you know, I want it to look good. And it ends up being this, like, Hollywood production, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's not simple. I just want people to have the information and be able to use it. Nice. So that's what I plan on doing from now on for that, st- that type of stuff. Well, I think and if you really, like it, really, really cool of you. Yeah. yeah. If you like it, buy a cup of coffee for me. There you go. (laughs) So, and I also wanted to mention an iTunes feedback. Sherry from SherryLCarver.com writes, a marriage to role model. While I understand it can be easy to portray a good marriage one hour a week, the truth is this cannot be faked. In this world of scripted reality shows and negative portrayals of life issues, Dan and Vanessa achieve a balance that is admirable. They encompass what life is within a marriage by laughing, working hard, organizing, preparing, dividing duties, parenting positively, and supporting each other's different talents and creating goals and dreams. This is true reality. Oh, that's really sweet. That's awesome, Sherry. Thank you so much. And Sherry works with people who are going into their second marriages or subsequent marriages. And Mm -hmm. so you can check her out at SherryLCarver.com. She helps them to get on the right track, you know. Finances. um, Finance-wise, goals-wise, responsibility-wise. So a lot of things that kind of we talk about, um, she's really focused on that and and helping make that work for folks. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant uh, area of work to go in. so. So Sherry, if you're listening and you have any advice for couples who try to save birds... You know how to keep the husband out of trouble, let me know, all right? And thanks again to any of you who have ever taken time to leave us a rating and review in iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher the show is in the listings, and that's how people find us. So if you get the chance, please head on over to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes and 
click view in iTunes and launch iTunes. Click on ratings and reviews and then on the write a review button. There you can leave us some love and write a couple of lines, hit the stars and that's it. So like I said, we really, really appreciate when you guys do that for us. Okay, so let's jump into our topics for today. Dan, you're up first. I am up first. So I wanted to talk about preparation and opportunity, right? So in my opinion, and I've said this for years, and I've preached it to my troops back in the day and my students when I was teaching college, and then the most exciting moments, I think, are lived at the intersection of preparation and opportunity. It's kind of that mix of thrill and that crescendo of anticipation and when it turns into fulfillment. You know, when something's been building and it's finally there, it's imminent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it lasts an instant, but typically the way I'm talking about it, it lasts a little longer. It's like a season or a milestone in your life, and it feels really, really awesome. Hmm. So today, I'm going to talk about that intersection of preparation and opportunity, and I'm going to tie this in with a good portion of the feedback segment. I covered some of that just now, but I want to add a little bit more here because they are completely and thankfully intertwined. So more about that in a minute. When I was a young man working in D.C., this was you know back in the day, the, the Soviet-Afghan war was going on, and as a young military guy, of course, I was interested in it. Mm. Uh, this was the mid-'80s, and so the, the Cold War was, was in full swing, and for me, it was great to see you know, my then, they were communist enemies in, my, <laughs> in our minds, getting such a hard punch from the, the Mujahideen fighters in Afghanistan. And what seemed like something that was happening on the other side of the world became a part of mine as I got to play a really, really small role in a um, project that was kind of related to what was happening in the conflict. And it was then that I just became interested in Afghanistan and its people. And so I studied up on this remote place that, you know, for for most people, they knew nothing about it. They didn't know what was going on there, Mm -hmm. let alone being able to find it on a map. And as the Soviets retreated at the end of the decade and the Cold War kind of faded off into history, my interest in that region kind of faded a little bit too. But it was uh, renewed again in 1997 during a briefing that I was in about the status of the Taliban in Afghanistan and the devastation that was occurring. Again, this is 1997. Mm. So my job back then was essentially doing like anti-terrorism work and training. And following 9-11, I quickly found myself leading my, my guys as part of the initial forces there in Afghanistan. I was working with the Northern Alliance. And for me, it was the ultimate in preparation meets opportunity. I was where I was meant to be, leading the men I was meant to be with, doing what I trained mind, body, and soul to do for years and years beforehand. And it was just an amazing season in my life's journey with a feeling of fulfillment that I bet most people never had the chance to feel in their own life. And I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I'm certainly not talking about the war or the conflict or glorifying any of that. But what I am talking about is is that moment when you've prepared so long and you're doing what you know that you're meant to do. Hmm. And another personal example of preparation meets opportunity for me on kind of a different scale was when Vanessa uh, and our friend Karen, who's also a professional organizer, kind of cornered me at the last minute to be a panelist on a social media board. Remember that? (laughs) I remember. And uh, the local chapter of professional organizers that Napo San Antonio was hosting a panel on the importance of social media for small business. And one of the panelists was forced to cancel at the last minute. And so they had this hole in the panel that they needed to fill like in a couple of hours. Yeah. So at the last quick. minute, yeah. Yeah, at the last minute you offered me up for slaughter. I did. Right? And Karen, who I had actually never even met at that time, mm-hmm. she was like my biggest cheerleader encouraging me to do it. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking, what the heck is this newly retired military guy? Uh, what do I know about social media for small business? And in my mind, 
you know, these business ladies were a whole new, but very real threat for me. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking about standing up in front of them and talking and, and yeah, they're just going to pull their label makers and start tagging you. Oh with yeah. That's it. Tagging me with all these negative labels. There you go. Yeah. Well, why has it got to be like that? You know? So, uh, so this was years ago before I'd ever even worked with a client or I had my own business or anything, but I had been reading and studying about social media and technology, and it really had become a principal hobby for me for the last couple of years up to that point. And I devoured thousands of blog posts and articles and podcasts and books all about these subjects because, you know, it was something I was interested in and I wanted to do as, as a side gig someday. Right. But when, when I was put on the spot, I thought instantly that defense mechanism kicked in. I was like, not now. I'm not ready. Not ready. You know, what do I do now? What qualifies me to do this? All those questioning things that come into mind. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I kind of went into military guy mode and I analyzed the situation in the enemy because I knew, (laughs) okay, I'm going to be stuck here. Um, Like the, uh, like the bird situation, it's probably going to end up my crisis and my fault. (laughs) You know, so I'm, so I'm thinking, uh, how are these ladies of Napo going to receive me? And I just kind of flashed back and remembered how some of the locals received me in Afghanistan. And I remember that wasn't all that fun. So, you <laughs> <Yeah>, know, <right? laughs> are they going to ambush me with questions I don't know the answers to? And well, in the end, I obviously I decided to do it, but I gathered some last minute updates uh, to share and that was it. And I just counted on all the hobby rating I'd done in the last two years and I just went with it. And if the feedback I got was honest, I think I did a pretty darn good job on that panel. Right. And I remember there was one gal that stood up and she says, I have gone to, or I sat in meeting after meeting and listened to so-called experts talk about social media and what it means to you and how it can be important to your business. And you're the first person ever for it to actually make sense to me. And it clicked. Yeah, I, that was awesome. I that felt really cool. I felt awesome about that. So yeah. once again, that was another example of preparation meets opportunity. Like I said, a different scale, but still it was a solid example for me. And so recently we've gotten a lot of feedback and a common theme of much of it falls along the same lines. Just people like you and me who are becoming the change that they want to see and they're preparing for opportunities. So here are a couple of examples that I'll start off with. Um, This is an email from Maria. She wrote, Hi Dan and Vanessa, my name is Maria and I've been listening to your podcast, Simple Life Together, for a couple of months. I can't remember quite how I stumbled across your site. I just recall reading an article that raved about the two of you. The moment I landed on your homepage, I was gleefully lost in the amazing range of information you offer on living a simpler life. From your work, I've been introduced to Timothy Ferris, Dan Miller, Dale Carnegie, and plenty more, along with being inspired to search for other minimalist blogs and discovering Becoming Minimalist, The Everyday Minimalist, Minimal Student, and Zen Habits, just to name a few. Though I feel I've always lived a simple life, It has been a joy and a blessing to discover a community of people who believe it to be just as important as I do. In these months of reading every book I could get my hands on and swimming through blog archives, I found a direction for my own work. Instead of just having a simple home life, I've learned to have simple social and work lives as well. Your podcasts on decluttering, organization, frugality, and especially the tech topics Dan talks about have radically altered the way I look at my job as a freelance writer. In fact, I started up my own website, on a minimalist approach to writing called Minimal Author at minimalauthor.com. I've kept other blogs before, but this one has been a greater joy than any other, and I'm so happy to have found the courage to start it up and keep it going. Thank you so much for doing what you do. You are an inspiration, and to quote the quirky Douglas Adams, thanks for all the fish. Best wishes, Maria Badil, minimalauthor.com. Wow, that's pretty incredible. That's a pretty cool story. It is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And that's not, uh, I got a couple more here, so... 
The next one is from Day Is, who commented on episode 35, living in 50 square feet, vacation simplified. I seriously believe our lives are on parallel paths, as my husband had been sending me links to teardrop campers, too. Oh, you too? <laughs> Love them. He was excited to learn about your purchase as reinforcement for his own desire to pack up and spend a couple of months on the road figuring out where to land next. Our house is on the market now, and we know what we'd like our lives to be like, but the where to live is still undecided. I guess I better check out Merino Wool for my travel apparel, <laughs> as I will find it extremely challenging to pack for months on the road, especially with the change of seasons right around the corner. Can't wait to hear what you talk about next that will reinforce our chosen path. So appreciate you sharing your lives with us. Isn't that cool, too? It's really cool. I yeah, mean, I've got a lot of feedback on uh, the traveling. And yeah. It was amazing to me that there's folks that um, have the same interests out there, you yep. know, and uh, especially the teardrop campers. I never heard about them until you. And yeah. then, uh, you know, of course, I'm a fan of the Merino wool. And the, so. <laughs> the cool thing is they're just taking action on it. You yeah, know? it really is neat. So, And finally, Emily, who also commented on episode 35, writes, here's my takeaway from this episode. We can do it. If y'all <laughs> can live in that tiny space for three weeks, we can live in the 21-foot travel trailer we just bought for four to six months. Why would we do that? We have decided to build our own earth bag house. It will be two domes, one 16-foot in diameter and one 21-feet in diameter, 811 square feet of area, including a loft in each dome, and we figure it will take at least four months to plaster inside and out and finish it out, though we are keeping that as simple as possible. That's so cool. <laughs> I've had my doubts, the three of us, plus a cat and three rats and a cage <laughs> and two birds. And, no, I'm just kidding. You want ours? <laughs> <laughs> Would be able to deal with downsizing to the tiny trailer space. Our current home, which will go on the market late next winter, is 2,159 square feet. But you two have boosted my confidence. And aside, back to the decluttering I've commented about a couple of other times. A couple days after we bought the trailer, I began to take inventory as to whether we'd be able to fit everything we need into the cupboards and drawers and small closets in the trailer. To my utter shock, I discovered that the answer was yes. All of the stuff we have, and I'm not counting DS's collection of toys with five acres to play on. I don't <laughs> think he'll be needing them that much. The amount we use on a daily or at least weekly basis can fit into the storage of a 21-foot travel trailer. What a revelation. So I found even more stuff to get rid of. And we'll probably give away another 10 to 15 boxes or bags, bringing the grand total to over 90. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to check out Merino wool too. Yep. And definitely <laughs> the, those microfiber towels. Thanks again for the encouragement and the inspiration. I think that was so awesome. And I wrote back and I was like, you've got to keep us updated on the Earth Bag no House. Kidding. It is really um, it's really kind of an interesting concept and just, uh, you know, very inexpensive, yet um, environmentally friendly yeah. and things like that. And they're it's doing just, it with their own hands. It is so cool. It's a little bit labor intensive, but easy to construct and put together. Yeah. And so just pretty amazing. And I was like, you got to keep us updated on that. So I love hearing about yeah, all this. That's awesome. So that's just a taste of the things that people just like you are doing. And it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, and that's yeah. just from the last few days and doesn't include some of the private emails we've gotten too. The thing I want to leave you with is this. When you're working on that life plan or your dreams and goals, prepare for those opportunities you want to come along. I'm a firm believer that you can determine your own destiny if you make your own future. Mm -hmm. Shape it yourself. You'll have obstacles along the way for sure, but you'll also find encouragement and inspiration too. Like I talked about last week, uh, there's going to be times when you, you need a break, mm -hmm. you need to kick back and do a personal review, 
just like I did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of make sure you're on track. But in the long run, you're going to find encouragement from that too. You'll also find encouragement from friends and family. You may even find it from coworkers. And you may find inspiration from others who are doing just what you want to do. And they'll give you the motivation to do it. And who knows, you might even find inspiration from a couple of podcasters who you never met before, but kind of feel like you know and you trust. (laughs) So wherever you find it, take it all in. Stay true to your dreams and prepare for them. It will all be worth it when you find yourself at the intersection of preparation and opportunity. Long before Chris Kutcher, a.k.a. Ashton Kutcher, said it, the great Ann Landers said years ago that opportunities are usually disguised as hard work, so most people don't recognize them. But be careful not to be distracted by those shiny objects or those too-good-to-be-true situations disguised as opportunities. And remember, the thrill of victory never comes easy or cheap. If somebody offers you free cheese, it's probably a mousetrap. I love it. Um, what's, I keep thinking about how there's a couple of folks back when we were in the military and stuff, and, and a lot of our peers would be like, oh, man, i got to follow Dan Hayes, you know, like the golden child, the oh, you know, geez. the and all that stuff. And and it and Dan would laugh and he's very humble. You know, he he'd smile and say, No, not a big deal. But Dan's a very humble guy and he he didn't talk about his successes and all that and his achievements in the in the military. But on the side when Dan and I would talk, he's like, But the reality is I wasn't lucky. It was that whole intersection between preparation and opportunity yeah, and that you really did prepare for that stuff. And, and you did follow your dreams and just worked a little bit harder in some areas than other folks did. And, you know, you just kind of, you took that interest in, in Afghanistan early on, not knowing that yeah. you'd be involved in after nine eleven. but I always think back to that. It's, there really is a lot that we said for, you know, that intersection of, between preparation and opportunity. I think it's really cool. All right. So what you got, baby? Well, um, you're going to say, I hate to follow Dan Hayes, yeah. no. <laughs> the golden child. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, um, you know, I was just thinking about stuff lately and back in episode 35, we talked about our vacation and living in 50 square feet. And you just talked about some reviews yeah. that we got or some comments that we got on that. And we absolutely loved our camping trip, but I have to admit I am paying a heavy toll for eating like crap. And I, mentioned, I think I mentioned that in that episode, but I am really, I'm still recovering a bit from eating all that deliciously unhealthy food in and around Buffalo, New York. I mean, it's just, if Buffalo is known for anything, it's for their, their yummy food. <laughs> so, um, and I just, I really was uninhibited. I just did not have any discipline. I just went crazy yeah. there. So anyhow, all that bad eating has caused me to refocus and try to get back on track with my healthy eating. And and since it's been on my mind every day, and we've talked about this before too, or and if I haven't, I, I personally am affected when I'm unhealthy. It really negatively affects me. It affects my mood yeah, and sure I'm does. not happy. And When you're not eating right? When I'm not eating right. Or, or you're not, exor- not or exercising. exercising. Yep. Exactly. It's just, it puts me in such a foul mood. And, yes, it um, does. So anyhow, so since it's been on my mind every day, I thought I'd share with you my thoughts on how we eat and why, as well as share some food for thought with you. Oh, but I see what you did there. I, <laughs> I caught can help that. It. I caught that. Yeah, I'm just not as smooth as you. You're much funnier. <laughs> so let me give you some background on why this has been on my mind. And just before we went on vacation, I felt amazing. I actually found a way of eating that was easy and, and worked for me. I based my way of eating off of the, the wheat belly diet and 
we've mentioned it before. Now, the thing about the wheat belly diet is that you either love it or hate it, or you're a proponent of it or adversary of its theory. <laughs> so there's a lot of health and fitness folks out there, um, dietitians and stuff, they don't really like it and all yeah. that. But um, but basically, wheat belly is all about cutting out the gluten, grains, and sugars, which can be natural or processed, including corn, honey, and most fruits. So the idea is that wheat has been so genetically modified that instead of helping you, it harms you. But I won't go into the details. Just check out the book and you'll be blown away at some of the research that's been done. I know I was. Oh, it's crazy. Um, sometimes your, your eyes glaze over just because it's like, whoa, that's a lot of technical stuff that I don't understand or get. Anywho, what I did was almost completely cut out the wheat and ate very little quantities of the other recommended no-no items. So my body definitely responded well to no gluten or wheat products. And I tell you what, I had more energy. I got leaner than I've ever been and even was called skinny a few times. Um, and I experienced a tremendous drop in headaches because I used to get headaches constantly. And I would get nauseous a lot on my food and stuff. And I didn't get bloated. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Dan hates that word. Yes, I said bloated. <laughs> it's that ugly word that most women are oh so familiar with. It's an icky word. But, but seriously, I didn't experience bloat. Plus, I hardly felt hungry or starved. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> But then I went on a vacation and fell off the gluten-free or actually, I guess, grain-free, right? Right, yeah, grain-free. Um, bandwagon for, I guess, about a month. And I have been paying the price trying to get back on, I tell you. It's, it's been rough. So I started thinking, why is that? Why is it so hard to get fit and stay in shape, yet so darn easy to get out of shape and lose it all? I guess it just wouldn't be worth it if it was easy, right? Right. <laughs> so I also wonder, why do we struggle so much with food? And I really don't know. But I think it may have something to do with a relationship to it and how creative we become with it. I know personally when I eat, it's either to one, fuel my body for energy or two, just because I'm in the mood. And let's face it, mankind is incredibly creative when it comes to food. You know, I, I, I got to tell you though, for me, the number one thing is taste. And one of the things that I yeah. mentioned about when I was first doing the first juice fast was it took me a while to realize that there's lots of different phases of eating. Mm hmm sight, smell, taste, and then how it feels in your body and then the reaction to it. And there's probably more, I don't know. But uh, I was forgoing all of those other ones just to satisfy taste. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the whole thing for me was taste. And sure. I, and that can be a big struggle, which, you know, I, you know, I yeah. think that's why folks struggle with eating yeah. healthier foods if it just doesn't quite fit their taste buds and their preferences right. and stuff. But why we eat, though? I mean, like, I'm, you know, why do I eat? is one for fuel and energy or because I'm in the mood. Right. You know, it's just, it's crazy. And so, you know, and what's funny is there's this amazing little bakery called Bird Bakery. It's... <gasps> More birds? <laughs> Seriously? I didn't know we were going to be talking about birds. I didn't either. <laughs> well, anyway, this bakery is near downtown San Antonio. And they make this, I don't know what it is or what you call it, but it has this brownie-like consistency and is a cross between... Like a pecan pie and caramel fudge. Holy heavenly sugar. <laughs> I want to hug and smack the person who created that devilish delight, man. It's just, oh, it's so yummy. Anywho, I guess you could say I'm a little schizophrenic when it comes to food and, and what I eat. Because on one hand, I can be so good and disciplined because I'm eating for energy, for a real life and death purpose. I'm selective and deliberate about what I eat and very conscious of the positive or negative effects particular foods will have on my body. Yet on the other hand, when I'm in a really good mood or when the holidays hit or when I've just finished a big job or landed a big gig or get a big tax return, I'm like, woohoo, let's go celebrate. <laughs> and let's go celebrate by eating greasy, fried, processed bar food and, and drink some carb-loaded beer or margaritas, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> we deserve it. 
well, I guess I do deserve it, good or bad, you know? Yeah. So it's like I've got my, well, I was thinking about it too. It's, it's like I've got my earnings all mixed up. I go from, I need to work for and earn a healthy body to, I just earned the right to eat whatever the heck I want. So how crazy is that? I mean, seriously? Yeah, that is. Uh, Could I be even more, any more conflicted? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like. That is a. That is a problem, isn't it? You know, it? it's two different ways of earning something. You know, I earned it because I worked hard for it. I earned it because yeah, I just deserve it. It's just right. two different mentalities when it comes to food. And so, so as you can see, I've got some straightening out to do, if you will. Yeah. But I'm not as bad off as I think. I'm just acknowledging that I do struggle with food. And I'm not overweight, nor do I have any eating disorders unless coveting that darn pecan caramel pie delight is classified as like a disorder. (laughs) I just struggle more often than I care for with food. And I think most of us do. Yeah. Now over the years, I've been able to transform my body through fitness, which I talked about in episode five, but it's only been recently that I've taken my diet a little bit more seriously. Episode five, it was that long ago? Yeah. I I can't remember what we're talking about. I just remember that I talked about my fitness in there. I think I was talking about fitness and finances and like the one thing to accomplishing anything kind of mentality um, is commitment basically is what the whole premise of that uh, podcast was. But just recently have I been taking my diet more seriously, I guess within the last year or two. And the one thing I've got going for me is that when I do hit a low and decide to switch out of my celebratory infatuation with food, I know that I am capable of flipping the switch to get refocused on my health. And that's the one thing I know I am pretty good at. And I've done it before and I know I can do it again. So, so how do I flip the switch and what do I do? Well, what I've realized lately is that the answer is to keep it simple. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Simple, you know. And honestly, whenever I have a problem or challenge with any aspect of my life, and I was just telling Dan this the other day, it's like, how can I make this process simple? Because simple usually means less stress, less headaches, and less pressure. Yeah. Break out Occam's razor, go through it, and try to figure it all out. You know, it's make- not, I don't try to complicate my life with more stuff, you know, with, with crazy things. I'm realizing more and more through this podcast, you know, the self, self-exploration, if you will, in our journey is that. For us, a lot of times the answer is just simplifying things, yeah. you know? So anywho, when it comes to jumping back on the healthy eating bandwagon, so I'm going to share with you some ways I keep things simple. And perhaps you can keep these things in mind too if you're struggling with food. Pick a simple diet plan, one that works for you. I've tried several in the past and the ones that didn't work were ones where I had to count every single fat gram and calorie or ones where I had to eliminate so many different types of foods or ones that required too much planning and preparation. Those didn't work because they were way too complicated. I agree. And what works for one person may not work for another one. We have done wheat belly and it works great for us, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure it wouldn't work for other people. And that might be too complicated for somebody else. For me, I'm just, I know no grains, no sugars. Yeah, there's the everything in moderation crowd, there's Mm -hmm. whatever, there's paleo, blah, blah, blah. Well, another thing I do is get back to simple foods, raw nuts, fruits, and veggies to be specific. You know, raw foods are extremely healthy and the simplest foods to eat. Just wash and eat. If you don't like them totally raw, you can try dehydrating them or better yet, juice them, which we talked about back in episode 19 with Furnish Brock. Yeah. You know, so that's just, I know that was a way that we were able to get raw vitamins and nutrients into Dan's body because right. he's not a big fan of, of that stuff. And so that was just an easier way for us to get that stuff into yeah. into his diet. Not everything raw works for me. No. You know, the no. pork sushi did not work for me. <laughs> 
and melons Pulch. to be yeah. serious yeah. but yeah 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 you don't do well with uh like watermelons I or don't. cucumbers or things like that but some folks love that stuff so i also get back to single ingredient foods and i heard john Kennis of let's reverse obesity mention this on one of his podcasts and i thought it was brilliant one of the easiest ways to eat healthy and lose weight is to to eat single ingredient foods non-processed foods of course um because processed usually has a ton of ingredients right. in it. a carrot is a carrot an apple is an apple no matter which way you slice it Oh, but another one. Um, another one huh? yeah, that was a joke grenade for me. I'm sick. I'm sick here. I'm trying not to cough into a microphone. <laughs> well, you know, the thing, okay, so you can blanch it or broil it, and it's still pretty simple. But if you decide to caramelize that apple or shred and cook that carrot and cake full of flour, sugar, eggs, and oil, then it's no longer a simple go, food, yeah. right? And usually requires a lot more work to prepare, not to mention a lot more work to take it off. Now, as for meals, you can keep them simple too. There are two things I like to do. One, create simple meals that require a little prep. And two, repeat the same meals to make shopping and preparing a lot easier. Eben Pagan of Wake Up Productive. Yeah. I was listening to one of his, um, I think it was like, I don't know if it was a podcast or just a series of... It's the, it's the Wake Up Productive series, series that we bought. So this audio series, and he highly recommends eating the same meals a majority of the time, kind of like the 80-20 rule, right? 80% right. of the meals you eat should be the same, and the other 20% should be, you know, you can change it up and make it different. And why? Well... I think it's because it can make losing weight a little bit easier. It can also help you be more in tune with your body and, and what works for your body. And like I alluded to earlier, it can make shopping and prep a lot easier, making you more productive with your time. So, of course, I'm going to be a proponent of that. No kidding. Now, in line with the simple meals is to create a simple meal plan and shopping schedule. I recommend setting up a routine to plan your meals and go grocery shopping. And I talk about routines in episode two, so I won't bore you today with that. Basically, you can either set weekly meals or even monthly meals. We've done that before. And then make sure that you go shopping consistently. Review that meal plan. Go yeah, shopping if you, if you, on a set day of the week and get it done. Yeah, if you have the same meals that you're preparing, the same ingredients, mm-hmm. same meals, even if it's not on a schedule, even if those are, it's just repetitive in some way, uh-huh. then you know when you're out of those items. Yep. You have to buy fewer items. You can look for the deal on those items. You know the exact quantities right. that you're going to need. It's like our juicing. At first, it is tough and it's complicated. You get into this routine. But once you know what juices you prefer, right. you can narrow down the ingredients that you want and it just becomes routine. Every week, we get the same That's true. We, juicing stuff. So like it makes four it a lot or five easier. Juices. Mm-hmm, yep. Absolutely. Okay, so another thing to keep in mind is that it helps doing just the simple math. <laughs> Diets and fads come and go, but the one thing that seems to be consistent or consistently agreed upon is that if you take in more calories than you burn, well, then you're going to gain weight. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to burn more than you consume. That's just the simple math. And, and that's why even though I'm a fan of wheat belly, when I need to refocus on my healthy eating, I also eat things in moderation, like you were talking yeah. about folks that say, okay, everything in moderation, which honestly, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of that as well. So find diets that work for you or meal plans that work for you, but it's always good to keep things in moderation. Right. So don't deny yourself that chocolate, just have a couple little chunks of it and not the whole entire candy bar kind of a thing. Right. You know, and the thing I've noticed as you've been going through these, these aren't just a bunch of random tips or ideas thrown together. They all build on one another, starting with the basics of single ingredient foods and raw foods and all that. And it keeps going on and on and it just builds to buying them as simple, preparing them Mm -hmm. as simple. And then like you ended up with simple math, they all build on one another. It really is a simple way to look at the whole eating conundrum that everybody faces, I think. Yeah, you know, it's not anything profound or crazy that I'm sharing. It's just these are my personal thoughts. This is how I deal with my struggles with food when I have to get back onto a healthy lifestyle of eating or whatever. I just say, okay, 
instead of trying to figure out, am I going to be on the South Beach diet? Am I going to do this? Yeah. And do I even need to be on a diet? Let me just think of some simple concepts. And it makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. It really me, does. I know that you've, you said that you're physically feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Are you beating yourself up about it? Or have you just said, you know what? I just got to get back on track. I've done both. I've beat myself up over it. Then you get to a point where it's like, okay, so there's nothing you can do about it. You, yeah, yeah so you're a little bit undisciplined in the past. So what are you going to do moving forward? And I know that we talked about travel was difficult, but we have plans for the next time we go on a long extended trip that we're going to dehydrate our food or um, have a bunch of snacks. We're going to pack up the the cooler with sandwich making stuff, wheat free. (laughs) 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 The kids still eat bread, but but we're going to have, let's use the cooler. Why do we have to stop at each convenience store and spend crazy amounts of money? The the food is marked up crazy in a convenience store. And and then it's junk. It's all junk in there. There's nothing fresh or healthy for you. And so it's just a matter of a little bit of planning beforehand. And so anyways, so to answer your question, yeah, I kind of beat myself up, but I know that I have been on this lifestyle or this fitness journey for over 12 years now. And I know that I have my little ups and downs every once in a while, but for the most part, I stay pretty fit all the time. And it's just a matter of a week or two to get back to where I was. Right. So, right. And you know, I did want to mention one thing too, as I was, uh, um, we've had so many people asking about for the crazy thing is the Merino wool clothing and yeah. just the, the post from when we went camping was, has been really popular that, that episode and everything. And people were asking about the links on that. As I was updating those links, uh-huh. I just realized the, that as I'm looking at the post, we said, you know, one of the cons was we couldn't take the juicer. And I think that if we don't have as much pack to pack, you know, once we have our camper and everything, mm-hmm. I think we'll be able to take the juicer. That'd be interesting. I think that'd be cool. I missed it. I missed it so much. Yeah. But I'm still, you know, struggling with getting back into that, even the juicing routine. But right. I'm thinking a seven-day juice fast is in order. <laughs> so, anyhow, okay. So the last thing I want to share with you is just ask yourself two simple questions: Am I worth it? And am I willing to work for it? And I usually find myself saying yes, and before I know it, I'm back on the bandwagon. So, yeah. kind of answers your question too. Yeah, is that I just kind of ask myself those two questions, and I know that I'm worth it, and I am definitely willing to work for it. So. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on food and our relationship to it. So right, I'm interested stuff. if you guys have struggles and how do you deal with it? I'd love to hear your feedback. So, okay. So moving on, remember, if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at Dan at simple and at Daniel Hayes on Twitter or Vanessa at simple and at get simplified on Twitter. And there are links to our Google plus profiles on the website. All right, so it's time for the thing segment, and I'm going to go first this time. All, all right? right, go for it. So, all right, you know I'm a, an iPhone guy, right? So my thing is the photo auto upload function on Google Plus that automatically saves my pictures from my iPhone into a private folder on Google Plus. Mm-hmm. I always have my phone's pictures saved and ready to use or share. So if I take a picture, if I took a picture of you right now mm-hmm. with my iPhone it would automatically upload to a private folder on Google+. Nice. So it's kind of a big photo backup, and, and it's, it's there and ready for me to share and everything. So I always have my phone's pictures saved, ready to use mm-hmm. or share. So you have to turn this function on. So on the iPhone, you go to the settings function of your Google Plus app on your iPhone, then go to camera and photos, and then auto backup and set that to on. The auto backup album is a private web album, and photos are only visible to you unless you choose to share them out. That's and nice. to view your uploaded photos in the auto backup album on the web or in the app, you go to photos, auto backup, and you can see them right there. And of course, this function is available for Android users as well. As a side note, personally, I would turn off the notifications from Google Plus for this function too. 
<laughs> because honestly, it can become a bit annoying, especially if you take 10 pictures, you know, you get all these, <laughs> yeah. you got a, a notification, you have 10 photos ready or that are uploaded and ready for you to share. So if you want more information on photo auto backup with Google Plus, I'll put a link in the show notes at simplelifetogether.com slash 038. So good luck with that. Okay, well, my thing is rediscovering our food dehydrator. (laughs) We purchased a food dehydrator a couple of years ago, well before our journey to simplify. So I got to throw that out there. But since I'm refocusing on my healthy eating, I thought I'd pull it out from the cupboard and put it to use again. Because it's probably been about six months since I've used it. Yeah. And I love it. I was able to slice up some kiwi, apples, strawberries, and pineapple, as well as some nuts to make some healthy, crunchy snacks. I got to tell you, I absolutely love the dried kiwi. Oh, yeah. The dehydrated kiwi. Yeah, because you and really like tart. I like tart, yeah. I like salty. I like tart. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't put anything on it. No, I just slice but, them and put them on there and that's it. The apples, I put a little bit of lemon juice on. Yeah. To, so they don't brown. And uh, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so I've decided to make this part of my Sunday meal planning ritual where I make enough dried snacks for the week. And I'm definitely going to use it before another extended camping trip, like I was saying earlier. So um, the type of dehydrator that we have is the Excalibur food dehydrator, and it has nine trays and it's square. So it's easy to store. Um, it is big and it is yeah, bulky. It is. Um, I'm not trying to promote it. I'm not an affiliate or anything for it. It's just that it's a I really like it because I've had dehydrators that were round and they just kind of, they don't fit well on shelves and stuff. And this one fits nicely above a refrigerator in the cabinet. And uh, I like the trays on there. There's a lot of trays and it even has like this uh, film on there. So you can do like pureed fruit and make your own little fruit roll-ups and stuff like that. So It's like a sauna for your fruit. Yeah. So I get the fruit and then Dan's got... The one fruit kiwi and probably make some jerky no, on there. I, actually, I like I like the apples and I think I like the strawberries on there because you know I love strawberries. Yeah, it's a lot like kiwi with the, the kiwi's seeds better. And... The strawberry loses a lot of the flavor, but anyway, we yeah. digress. It's right. cool. I'm just excited because I'm I'm a big proponent as well as reusing and repurposing some of the items you have or rediscovering some of the things that you have. And <laughs> so instead of going, I haven't used it, I'm like, well, let me try it. Let me give it a second chance yeah. and let's see if it's going to be worth it. And I think it's going to be. Heck so. yeah, especially when you bust out that jerky. I'm just saying. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that's it for episode 38 of Simple Life Together. I shared my thoughts on preparing for the best times in your life, living at that intersection of preparation and opportunity. And Vanessa talked about simplifying her relationship with food. And Dan's thing was auto backup for your photos using Google+. And my thing was rediscovering our food dehydrator. And as usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 038. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories as well. And head on over to simplelifetogether.com where you can sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge over in the left column wait, of the wait, site. Wait, 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 wait. You don't have to sign up anymore. It's, you just oh. click on it and it takes you right to it. Oh, that's right. Okay. So cool. And also you can check out the free Google Drive tutorial. That's right. Or the free side gig website guide if you're interested. So if right. you're interested in starting um, a lifestyle business to support your simple life. Yep. Enjoy it. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life too. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. <laughs>